Uh, we know many churches started live streaming their worship services when they were forced to stop meeting in person because of the pandemic. Fortunately, the majority of churches are once again gathering in person. But now, one of the questions being discussed in many churches these days is, should we stop live streaming our worship services? We're going to explore that and more next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome to episode 312 on the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Did you get that, Steve? I actually announced the episode this time. Awesome. After like 10 years of doing this, finally. And, and I always call it addition or whatever, but it, everybody calls episodes now. So and we've been doing this longer than, than, than that. But that's what Apple says. Apple says we have 300. This is 312, according to Apple. All right. And you know, Apple's always right. For sure. Aren't they? Okay. Steve, how are you today? Doing good. All right. Good deal. I, uh, I mentioned last week, and I'll mention this again today, that uh, uh, I asked people to pray for my son who was in a hospital with COVID-19, uh, COVID-19 complications. He, uh, we brought him home yesterday, and so he is doing much better. He still probably has to have some surgery. He's got fluid on his lungs, and he'll probably have to have some surgery coming up here, but he's doing much better. So I wanted to let people know about that and thank them for praying for him. So uh, thank you, everyone. And if you continue to pray for him, that would be wonderful. So we're pretty happy over here in the Thompson family. So today we have a guest that we've had on here several times. Uh, his name is Paul Steinbrook, and uh, Paul is celebrating Oktoberfest. He's got his hat on because of his uh, your, your background, I guess. Uh, that, that's that German background, right, Paul? That's right, Steinbrook. Yeah, we- yeah Steinbrook. Yeah, go ahead. Uh uh, good German background. So, so Paul, in case you didn't know, Paul and his brother, Mark, founded OurChurch.com, and we kind of partner somewhat with you guys, uh, OurChurch.com. You guys started that way back in 1996, before, actually before JSL Solutions started. We started 20 years ago. You guys are like 25 years old now. Uh, you started before there was internet, right? No, I guess the internet was going. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, our, he's the CEO and uh, he leads in the strategic planning of this and uh, manages uh, projects, blogs, and and other things as well. He's uh, uh, we've talked about this before. Let me put my glasses on. But you all you oversee the software development and technical operations. You got three kids. And you you serve in your church as an elder, you're a, a leader there and all that stuff. You also play soccer, which we won't hold that against you. But uh, uh, And we also know that you root for Tampa Bay and the Rays. And the Rays got eliminated from the playoffs. Sorry about that, Paul. Unfortunately, yes. It happens. Okay. All right. So we'll talk about how you can connect with Paul, but a uh, great, uh, great company and great people over there. And um, we thought... Along with Steve and I, we thought that it would be good. You you published an article recently, an article called, Is It Time for Churches to Stop Live Streaming Services? And uh, 
we thought it would be good. You know, we're we we're streaming church.tv as well as other things, and we thought it would be good to get somebody's perspective that's unbiased, right? Uh, I mean, of course, we would say, oh, no, you should not stop streaming. We would say that as a company, but I thought it would be good to get your thoughts on this. And so uh, we're going to turn this over to you and Steve and me, and let's talk a little bit about should churches stop streaming their live services now that the pandemic's it's still there, but it's not as prevalent, I guess. And so let's get your perspective on this, uh, Paul. Uh, what do you think about this? Should we stop streaming? Yeah, great question. So first of all, thank you, Phil and Steve, for having me back on. Um, it's great to be with you all again. And uh, Phil, really good to hear your son is out of the hospital. So yeah, so should should uh, churches stop streaming? I've heard this a few times, and I think it comes primarily from churches who weren't live streaming before the pandemic, and then they got shut down, and they were like, well, now we have to live stream. And, um, and so now, you know, that the pandemic is waning and people are, um, churches are meeting back in person again, they're kind of like, well, how long do we have to keep doing this? Um, <laughs> it's kind of like the tone that I hear behind it. Uh, um, yeah. so, um, so that's kind of what's where I'm hearing it. I mean, I think churches that were live streaming before the pandemic, they're going to keep live streaming after. Um, but those, you know, who jumped on are now kind of wondering, well, you know, do we still need to keep doing this? And uh, I think it's just helpful to under to think through why are you know why are we live streaming? Why are why is your church live streaming? Um, because there's lots more benefits to it, and lots more people who you can reach beyond <clears throat> just people who weren't coming to church and may still not be coming to church at this point. Yeah. So I think that's. Um, really helpful to look at. And, um, and so, you know, there's people who um, may not be in your church building on a particular week because they're sick, because they're quarantined because of COVID, um, because they're disabled or shut in, um, because they're out of town, or even uh, people who are looking for a new church. And so um, these are all really good reasons to continue streaming um, even if you weren't streaming before the pandemic, you know, you've got your system up and going, you've got some routines and processes, so you still have a lot of benefits to streaming uh, if you continue to do it. So you kind of mentioned this in the article, but the, I mean, the pastors are thinking, wow, I got hit by this COVID thing and my doors got shut down. And then, so I lost all my people and then I started streaming and now that, you know, people are going, you know, out to business, going back to church again, I still got these people that aren't coming around that are watching on the streaming, you know, maybe I should just turn that off, right? Because then I can get them to come back and I can get back to my pre-COVID numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, I mean, that's, that's pretty prevalent out there. Is that not, or is that, what, what are the bad, what's good and bad about those thought processes about, well, I'll turn this off and they'll force them to come back. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I do think that there is a little bit to that. I mean, I think every church um, knows of probably some families that um, were active before the pandemic and still haven't come back. And, you know, I think we tend, well, I shouldn't say we, but there, you know, sometimes we tend to make assumptions about why people aren't coming back. And sometimes it can be like, well, it's too convenient. People are lazy. They'd rather just watch church in their pajamas and all of that. And so, 
if we make it, uh, if we take away the convenience of live streaming, then they'll come back is sometimes the mindset behind it. And uh, I don't know that that's the best mindset to have. I mean, it could work in some cases, um, but I think there are other things to look at, I guess, other things to consider um, than that. Yeah, well, there are. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> we, we, we tend to, I mean, there's a, you know, I, I, I promote that the easiest way to invite somebody to church is to invite them to your online stream first, because mm -hmm. The barrier to entry is very low. You don't have to get out of bed. You don't have to get out of your pajamas. You don't, you know, and you can invite people to, to show up. And I think that a lot of people today have learned that, you know, like we were talking about, that, that, that they can do that. And um, so I think what, what's happened here is we've kind of created this crowd of people that that are at this low engagement level, I guess, or what are your thoughts on that? And, and, and is that, do you keep them there? Do you cut them off? Do they, you know, it's kind of, what are your thoughts about that whole kind of seg segmenting the, I know yeah. I'm guilty. I'm, well, I'm still very guilty of, wow, it's, it's going to be really church this weekend. because so we got this, this, and this, but we can go on Saturday night online and be fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there, that is a challenge. And so I do think uh, even in terms of people who have participated in the live stream, but never come to a service and now they're maybe low engagement. And I do think that churches need to think through, well, what can we do to try to um, help get those people better connected, help them uh, to come in and participate in, in person? Because I personally believe that you can't really experience church um, without the relational aspect of it, you know, without interacting with people and getting to know people. And if you're just live streaming and it's kind of like you're the audience and you're watching the church show, um, I don't really think that's the way that God intended church to be. I, I think he intended it to be an interactive participatory experience. And if you're only um, watching at home, you're really missing out on a lot of the, the relational aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so I think there are things that churches can do in terms of trying to reach out to the people who are just um, watching the live stream. Um, but I also think that um, churches might need to think a little bit more about how they do their services, um, because the service, if you can just watch your, ser your service online, and it's really the same as being there, then your service probably isn't as relational and interactive and all of those things yeah. that it should be and that it could be. Um, I really think that the live stream that we do should cause people to want to be there in person mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and really feel like they're, you know, they're getting something, but they're missing out on the full experience um, of being there. Yeah. Well, let me, let me get back and I'll cut Steve off again here, but let me get back to why it might be a good idea to keep streaming. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like for instance, I brought, I brought my son home yesterday and uh, they didn't do surgery on him because the test he had Saturday was said that he was still positive for COVID-19. And so he was stable and everything. And we kept wondering, why aren't they, why aren't they going to do surgery? Why aren't they talking to him? And found out and and even the doctor at the hospital said he didn't know this but they they weren't going to do anything until he was negative 
So mm-hmm. I brought, we brought our son home. We've been vaccinated and everything. We brought, we brought him home and everything, but technically, I mean, I've probably been exposed to COVID-19. And so I even talked to a friend of mine this morning because he was going to come over and watch the world series with me. Sorry, the rays aren't in it, but uh, you know, I told him, I said, Hey, look, Adam, I've, I've been, ex- you know, probably been exposed. I mean, it's, there's a chance my son's negative now, but uh, you know, we won't know until he's tested. And I said, Adam, I, you know, do you just need to know I've been exposed to COVID-19 probably. And, uh, and I was pretty sure he's, he told me what he, what I thought he was going to say. And he goes, yeah, he goes, because of my wife and everything, he goes, we better not get together (laughs) until you're quarantined, you know, until you go through the 10 days or whatever. And I I totally understand that, but Mm -hmm. there's still a pandemic out there. There's still exposure. And even if you've been vaccinated, you can, they say you can still have it or at least carry it. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's the issue of, of, of being quarantined, uh, there's the issue of even illness people, you know, even if it's not, even if they're not infected with COVID-19, some people are just not healthy and it's hard for them, for them to get to an experience like a, like a worship service or something. Uh, and then you've got, you know, people that are out of town. Uh, I probably got us off track here. Sorry, but I was just thinking, yeah, was you like, know, where are you going, Phil? <laughs> well, it just, I was just thinking, you know, about why, and, and I'm here, I am making the case why you should still stream. And that's really Paul's job. <laughs> but, but uh, I, I just think people need to see a bigger perspective. It's not just about them, you know, right. it's about other people. Well, yeah, the- just to, just to add to that, Phil, um, you know, I think people also are being a lot more careful um, about going out when they're not a hundred percent, you know? So two years ago, if you have the sniffles or a cough on a Sunday morning, maybe you still go to church, but now, you know, you're like, well, I don't really know what I have here. So probably best just to stay home because I don't want to accidentally expose somebody. And I don't want to make people uncomfortable being around me, um, also, you know, so I think you're right. I think more people are staying home with minor illnesses or possible COVID. And so that makes uh, the live stream more important than it was before even. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Steve, get back, get us back. I was, I was just going to um, mention the, the microcosm of our small group that we meet. And we, we went just kind of illustrating what you were talking about earlier, Paul, about the relationship element and, and that we were meeting via Zoom for, oh, shoot, I don't know, maybe too long, I guess. And while it was, um, you know, while it was good and it was the ability to, you know, interact and that sort of, it was not the same as when we started meeting back in person again. Mm-hmm. So the, the relationship level, the, just the ability to see people in person and body language and um, all of that, it's just, it's a deeper um, experience mm-hmm. than, you know, sitting at home. Plus you're getting into, you know, you're getting into that in a different environment and being outside your home and then in a different, you know, building a different place. And it just, uh, kind of does something to your psyche, I think, and sitting in your pajamas, you know, snacking on popcorn, watching the service and go, oh, let's go. You know, it's, you're much more easily distracted and, um, with uh, the online, with uh, online versus you know the being in person kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, there's it's just it's really a but I do think and I think you may argue this I don't know is 
that we have, um, you know, uh, Rick Warren made really popular the, the um, 101, 201, 301, or the bases um, mm-hmm. for kind of moving people along the maturity path within their church. And I think we added a new base, really, a, a, a base that's kind of just right before first base. It's halfway to first base, maybe. And that is the streaming piece. You know, it gets them in the game. We're playing, we're getting some experience, but you do need to, um, I, I agree, you do need to have that, that, um, that in-person experience to, to really grow and have the, the relationships. But I, I think that most churches, and I've talked to a bunch of people now that, um, that they're going to keep the streaming, even if they just started the streaming, because they, they created a whole new audience or a whole new way of doing church. Mm-hmm. that wasn't very vibrant before and they've got these you know people in the stream and they'll come to church you know every other week or so but it's just super convenient like you said when they can't get to church to go to church so anyway just my two cents on the topic we you've got some other things here on the the pros and cons of the whole should i stop streaming start streaming um yeah and steve you know just to address that um you know i think uh, I think you're right that there is sort of a, in a sense, there's a half base now bef- between home and first base in, uh, in that paradigm. And so I think churches really do need to be strategic about what do we do to move people from just watching on the live stream to first base, which might be uh, just participating in a service online. And so there, there should be some strategy sessions and some processes put in place to reach out to those people and try to move them along. You could call it the bench, get people on the bench and then mm. before they go in the game. What's that? So I, I was just saying you could call it the bench, get people from the stands into the bench on the bench, and then they could eventually get into the game. If you're using a baseball analogy here. Oh, well, I was, I was there. I was, I was equating online to they're in the game. They just haven't made it to first base yet. I would say they're on a team, but you know, we won't right. cover about that. All right, so <laughs> we're nitpicking our analogies apart. <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, there's a whole. This introduces a whole new element to church that you need to be considerate of, and you may be cutting off your farm team for keeping our balance or uh, our. Uh, analogies alive here mm-hmm. cutting off the farm team if i cut off my uh my streaming right and not going to have anybody moving up to the team you could yeah and uh and so i think a part of it too is really thinking through what are you doing uh at your church building um before during and after your services that are going to make it um you know that can really entice people to be a part of the service in person. And so you can think about things like, you know, do you have a a coffee hour before, you know, sometime for with snacks and coffee and interaction beforehand or afterwards that helps the relational component of it. Um, And in the service itself, uh, like my church I know is is unusual, um, but uh, not unusual in this belief, but our belief is that uh, is that God speaks through all believers, um, not just the the paid pastors. And so we actually have time in our service where people can offer prayer and prayer requests 
We have opportunities for people to give testimonies and share stories about how God has uh, been at work in their life in the last week. It's kind of like an open mic time in our uh, mm-hmm. thing. And uh, I know that wouldn't work in the culture of many churches, but those are essential parts of our church. And so for people who don't show up in person on Sunday, this they miss out on the opportunity to share what God is doing in them and through them. And so that's a big part of the reason why um, we don't have a lot of people sitting on their couches. Like as soon as they can get back, they're, you know, they're back in person because they miss all of that interaction and their ability to contribute in the service. So I think those are ways that um, churches, church leaders can challenge themselves to say, hey, you know, what else can we do to make this interactive, relational, allow people to participate in different ways that maybe they haven't been able to before. Yeah. One of the things that um, as now, as I look at it, I'm looking at the strategies, one of the things that's going on at our church, I don't know if it's strategy or just, just happened that way, but we're, we're building out a very relational um, coffee table, shaded umbrella kind of thing we have a big courtyard and the courtyard was just a big empty courtyard where it was, the sun was beating down on the hot um, patio and they've converted that into a very um, livable and social space. And they started doing some things where um, as the service dismissed, they closed the doors that would go out one way and redirect everybody to go through, you know, that, that courtyard area to get out of the, out of the building. So it kind of, you know, it just, it just kind of promoted what you're talking about is fostering that relationship that you get in a real life experience that you might not see uh, as part of the online experience. Yeah. And I think too, if um, the more that um, you can show those things in your live stream, um, the better it's going to give people uh, help them to connect to what else is going on. So I don't know exactly how you do that, but if there's ways to show what it looks like when you're walking into the building and coming through the, the relational social areas, if you have a way of showing not just the pastor, but show the congregation during the service, mm-hmm. um, those are all things that help the, the home watcher, the home viewer to connect with people and to see what else is going on. And frankly, to see what they're missing out on by not being there in person. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So um, just kind of summarizing kind of pros and cons. If I'm a pastor, just looking at this, you know, hey, I'm, uh, you know, a lot of them are spending money on their streaming and, and they're, they're getting people that are in, you know, not coming to church from the, uh, from the pro side, I could save a little bit of money and maybe a small percent or percentage of those people will come back to my church for or the, the pros of stopping streaming. And then the pros of continuing streaming are kind of what we've been talking about now, right? Yeah, uh, and I'm, I think you're right that really the only uh, the only pros would be like maybe you save a little bit of money, maybe you save somebody a little bit of time, but by now you're probably already budgeting both the time and the money for it, so you're probably not really missing it at this point. But yeah, the the pros are so many, like we talked about, all the different people who you're able to connect with. Um, who might not be able to make it to church, um, the ability to give people a, an easy on-ramp, you know, visit, ability to check out a service before they actually come. 
there's a lot of a lot of pros in there. Yeah. And theoretically, what we've been talking about the last decade or more as a company here, because we do streaming, is that you know, it's it's a great opportunity for outreach. You, mm-hmm. People are going to look, as you have talked about with our church dot com, you know, people, one of the first things people do if they're looking for a church, is they go to a website and you want the website to look good. And then if you've got video on there, that's that's even better because people get an idea that it creates windows, so to speak, for people looking in from the outside. You know, what is your church like? What's the style? What do you guys believe? And 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 kind of like love in action. You get to see the service in action. And as you were saying earlier, Paul, if you do it well, it, it can actually give people some good uh, some good thoughts about him. Hey, maybe maybe showing up to this thing eventually would be a good idea, you know, because they they like what they see, they like the interaction. So I, I think those things are very important. Uh, but uh, as you have said in this article here, which uh, uh, is uh, actually we're going to publish it on our blog, uh, which is blog.streamingchurch.tv, so people can go and take a look at it and and get a better feel for what we're talking about here. But yeah, I, I think, you know, you, Jesus went to where the people were, his followers, his disciples, his apostles always end up going to where the people were gathered. And I guess where many people are gathered today mm-hmm. <laughs> online, they're looking online. And, and, uh, and so having a presence online, I think is, is, is just a positive thing uh, that can enhance what you're trying to do. Absolutely. I don't know that I can add much more to that, but I totally agree. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Paul, uh, uh, we're talking to Paul Steinbrook here from ourchurch.com. Paul, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you guys have some some really good stuff. Uh, we offer website templates too, but but you guys offer even more. How can people get a hold of, of you? Yeah, you can go to our website at ourchurch.com and you can find out more information about both the, uh, the do-it-yourself websites that we offer and also the, um, the custom design sites that we do. And we also do search engine optimization for, uh, for Christian churches and ministries and businesses um, because we want people to be able to find you um, when they're searching for your church or your, or your business. You can find all of that information on our website at ourchurch.com. And uh, we also blog uh, usually two or three times a week. And so at ourchurch.com slash blog, you can connect with us there. You can subscribe if you want to get uh, an email with uh, with an article each week and um, just take it from there. I get your newsletter and yeah, it's, it's really, it's good. It's off. It's, it's very good. All, you know, often all the times, a lot of times we'll say, we need to call Paul and see if we can get him on the podcast to talk about this one. That's yeah. kind of how we got you here today. So yeah. I encourage people That's to sign up for the newsletter. Reason. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up here, I want to encourage people uh, to check out mychurchdaily.com. That's a, a product that we have recently developed here with this company. Mychurchdaily.com gives you an opportunity to actually be on Alexa, Amazon Echo devices, and you could actually have a flash briefing. You could do it every day if you wanted to. And it's really not that hard to do. You can put together an audio file, use mychurchdaily.com as the tool to uh, to make that happen. Upload an audio file. We'll help you do it. We've got some help videos and we've got some suggestions. And uh, speaking of reaching out and 
connecting with your congregation, uh, the flash briefing that Amazon Echoes, Amazon uh, Alexa devices uh, offer are just great ways to do that. So check out mychurchdaily.com. It's uh, something we think you might like. So, yeah. yeah, our church has uh, published many years ago a daily devotional for every day of the year that was custom authored and they have put their daily devotional to Amazon Alexa. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we've been pushing our stuff here. We sure thank uh, Paul for being with us. Thank you, Paul. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure to talk with you guys too. Thanks yeah. for having me on again. Yeah. And Steve, uh, likewise, we always like your input. Glad to be here. Yeah. Even if you disagree with my analogies, that's okay. <laughs> And uh, But most of all, thank you for listening or watching, or both, the uh, Church Solutions Podcast. You can subscribe. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and uh, subscribe to uh, Church Solutions Podcast. Uh, and if you need anything uh, technical or otherwise, uh, lots of, we have a lot of resources. Paul's one of them. And uh, we've got people on our staff that are great. So if we can help your church or ministry, please reach out to us. Support at streamingchurch.tv. My name is Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourself. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Mm -hmm.